kickoff episode 99. Welcome to the madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> It's time to get your fucking horror on, live from their dumpy little studio in beautiful Norwalk, California. It's the Mindless Horror Podcast with Sammy and Anthony. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Mindless Horror Podcast. This is episode 99 for all you Spanish speakers out there, aka number 99. Uh, We are one step away from three three digits. Today we got an ever special guest, uh, and uh, in the words of Wayne, in the words of Wayne, we are not worthy. We are not worthy. <laughs> Wayne's world, man. We got oh. thrash, thrash, man. The living legend himself, man, is here on the podcast. Finally, man, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I think we've talked about this a little bit a couple times when we went to see the band. Uh, we had to get you on the show eventually. And finally, we're doing it, man. And I'm glad we're doing it. I'm glad it's happening. It's not, it's, oh, it's you know, you I mean, you guys are way too nice. Thank you so much. And what you're telling me is you've got 99 problems and I'm one. <laughs> Fun game on point, man. Look at that. He's already getting with the jokes, man. Get that out of the way. Okay. <laughs> it's good. Nah, you're good, man. So, Thrash, thanks for, uh, for one, for taking the time out of your day to come on the show. Talk a little bit about yourself, man. I think uh, we all have plenty of time. Oh, you know? yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, um, definitely after this is all over, uh, we want to do an in-person one with you eventually, so that will be something we schedule in the near future, but for now, we make do what we can. Sam is in Arizona, me and Thrash are both in beautiful, sunny California, um, so we're making do what we can with the situation at hand, so Thrash, let's just let's, let's jump right into it, man. Let's talk about... Um, what you do for a living, man? You're pretty much like a you're pretty much like a full time actor in a way, like that uh, at, at Knott's Berry Farm, man. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your acting at Knott's Berry Farm, man. You play a lo- you play a lot of a lot of characters, man. Right. So I work for Knott's Berry Farm Entertainment, which um, <clears throat> could be a, a multitude of different things throughout the year. Train Bandits is technically my main designation. Scary Farm. Uh, Peanut Celebration, you know, there's the silent disco that we've been a part of for the last couple of years, and kind of any other random thing that you either audition for or get asked to do. Um, there's lots you can do around the entertainment department. That's, that's the day job. And then every other freelance work is either uh, music or theater related and art as well, because I do digital mixed media sketching, you know. All that fun stuff, yeah. Jack of all trades, if you ask me, man. This guy's this guy can do it all right here, man. Plays guitar. I, I can't do it all. I can't break dance, unfortunately. So. <laughs> He's like, that's the one I want to put on my agenda right there, is just getting that break dance in. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've, I've had a lot of people, you know, come up and say, you know, uh, you can't be a jack of all trades and master to none. And I remember the first time I ever heard that, I said, what about jack of all trades, master to some? I never want anybody to tell anyone else that they can't do something because the yeah. second you say you can't do something, what does that positively, constructively do? And if anything, my schooling taught me if at Fullerton, they had this, if you wanted to take an acting class, they had a co-rec with it for a tech class. You couldn't just take an acting class yeah. without doing tech and you couldn't just take a tech class 
without doing acting. They were very much about making sure that you knew all sides of it and also making sure that if you go out there in the industry, make sure that you've got a couple things under your belt so that way you don't just get pegged into one corner and you can only do one thing. Definitely. Much I agree, man. I mean, it's, it's really that's how that's how life is, man. It's like you just got to go out there and do it, man. Just you just got to prove people wrong. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's, that's how it is, man. It's like people are going to there's going to be negative people along the way uh, on your journey of life that try to put you down and try to tell you you can't do it. And that's when you just step up and be like, no, I can. I'm going to prove and, you wrong. And I don't personally get any joy out of proving people wrong. If anything, I hate being right. You follow me? Yeah. But if anything, prove yourself right rather than yeah. prove another person wrong because you are much more worth your own time than those other people because even if you prove them wrong, they're probably of the brain capacity that they don't even care anyway, you know? Yeah, so definitely. The wise words of trash right there. I love him. I love him. I love him. So, so, so go for it, Sammy. Go for it. No, okay. you're good. Go I've been talking too much. Go uh, for it, man. I got to let you talk. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um. So what made you decide that you wanted to, to pursue um, entertainment at Knott's Berry Farm? Um, so I was out of high school, and I needed a job. And I had tried go, walking into little mom-and-pop video stores and all sorts of random places all summer uh, to no avail. Just, just, just It was kind of hard. And I think if I was more confident back then, I probably could have got a job. But it was actually my best friend, Josh Imperial, from high school, whose uh, father, not his father, his, his, well, his dad's brother, his uncle Ron, Ron Imperial, who used to be a pig twin many, many years ago. Nice. And also was a train bandit at Knott's uh, Berry Farm. Um, I sort of just got to be really good friends with Josh. He's that guy you can have bonfires with till like 4 a.m. in the morning till the sun comes up kind of nice. a thing. Really deep thought, thinking talker and such a great poet. And so he's the one who told me, hey, man, they're having this job fair. Why don't you, uh, we should go, be monsters. <laughs> and so that's, that's the short part of that story and how I got in there. After uh, they hired me in, they actually, no, I should talk about that. I was 17. I graduated at 17. So when they got to me, they said, you're a minor. You can't work Scary Farm. I said, okay. They said, but we can make you a friendly monster in Camp Spooky where you can hand out some candy. And I said, well, that sounds fine. I'll take anything at this point. I've never had a job. Then they give me this paper. And then I'm like, what's this for? And Karen Norris says, well, that's for your high school to sign. And I say, what if I've already graduated? And she says, well, you need to show us some sort of proof. So I pull out my diploma out of my portfolio like this. And she goes, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> then they found out technically I had already graduated. I could work Scary Farm, but I was already past the monster point. And then they said, well, now what can we do with you? And they said, well, we can make him an usher. And that's where my career really started in the entertainment department because nice. now I was watching Ed Alonzo. I can tell you, every single 2003, uh, the shows that I hired into Ed Alonzo's Ghouls Gone Wild 2 in the Charles M. Schultz Theater, Dr. Cleaver on the Move in the Birdcage Theater, Zamora Sideshow of the Bazaar in the Camp Spooky Theater, Michael Mesmer, the Hypnotist in the Boardwalk Ballroom, Marty Putt's Prank Party. 
in um, uh, the wagon camp and uh, the hanging 2003 the curse of the black pearl necklace even though we didn't actually usher that one so. <laughs> that's great man that, that that i mean you don't even see that at knots no more man you're lucky if you get like two or three shows man that's a lot of that's a lot of entertainment right there man i would love that's to. a different story for another podcast i yep. think evolution Definitely. of our of our shows and but I'll put a pin in that one. Let's come back to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I want to talk a little bit about your your haunt crew, man, because I've heard stories, um, and I want to know. I just want to get to the bottom of it of of how it actually all went down from the from the true source of it. So the stories I've heard are you being the the at the young age you were, your dad joined haunt and figured, well, might as well just stay and do it, so I don't have to come back later on and pick him up, and the rest is history from there. Yeah, um, I, I had my permit um, or license at that point, and I didn't uh, have a car of my own at the, at the moment. So my dad drove me to Western High uh, for the uh, job fair. And then as I was filling out the piece of paper, he pulls up another piece of paper of his own. And he always has a pen on him in his in his little pocket. My dad's one of my dad's features always has a pen on him. So he pulls that pen out and he starts writing. And I was like, Hey, you're going to, you're going to work too. And all he said at the time was, yeah, why not? It wasn't until a couple of years ago at a family picnic or something that he was telling that story. And he says, well, we didn't have a car yet. And as you said, uh, yeah, if I was going to be picking them up and dropping them off, I may as well get paid to do it. <laughs> but even after that he just kept doing it and he started as a line control for the blood bayou maze in 2003 okay. there was actually a point when i was holding the big orange sign for the line control for schultz leader and he was nice. holding the big orange sign for the blood bayou for mystery lodge <laughs> and we crossed each other you know like it, it his stretched all the way down to and i we were going across the tracks yeah. and i was like hey End of the line, he says, end of the line. Uh, <laughs> next two years, I, I can't not talk about my career without talking about my family because my family is my, my, my life and career. Yeah, you know, my, my dad went to the vampire maze after that and went all the way until it turned into the labyrinth. And I was so happily jealous because after they made me an usher, Karen Norris just kept saying over and over again, that's too bad. You would have made a really good vampire. <laughs> and I was just like, ah! <laughs> so, so I think, I think it's been solidified that I'll never play a vampire for scary farm. Um, just, but I mean, it's not really acting now, is it? <laughs> so, so, um, then I was an usher for two years. Um, then I was asked to be in silver bullet mining town in 2005 then I uh, was asked to do the hanging 2006, 2007, and then I disappeared until 2016. And then I came back nice. uh, to the hollow, and then I've been in Ghost Town Street since 2017. Awesome. Yeah. And then we all know, like, you have your, 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 your brother's involved as well, and his wife's involved. I mean, they play the chickens. His lady. His lady. His lady. I'm sorry. They're, no, his uh, lady. There's, unless there's been a ceremony that I don't know about. Do you know something that I don't? Maybe. <laughs> I got the inside scoop before you thrash. Now, his lady. Um, 
they've been a part of the event as well, being, of course, the infamous The Chickens, uh, who me and Sammy have had many encounters with this past season, um, which is, uh, God, those two are hilarious. Um, you play, of course, uh, the bull with the giant pitchfork, which I, I love. And, and it's very intimidating when I walk next to him because I'm like, there's finally someone taller than me. And I'm just <laughs> like, I feel a little intimidated right now. <laughs> but, um, and currently your dad is playing, is he playing the werewolf right now? He's playing a werewolf, right? Yes, he is. Yes, yes. he is. Um, um, that sort of all happened. So 2007 was the first year all three of us were together, dad and the boys. Um, Jesse was in Pyromaniacs. And I was in Hanging. Dad was in the Vampire Maze last year for Lore. In fact, uh, Dad, <laughs> not my dad, his, his hot name is Spaniard, but Dad Dad, the Hangman, yeah. he was the vampire priest for the longest time. Okay. But then the year that he stopped doing it, uh, my dad stepped into that role because before my dad was a dug-up vampire. And so it was... Me and my buddy Brad went over to see that vampire maze and we walked in and my dad's wingspan is so wide <laughs> he just stretched out his hand and said he stopped us and i don't know what he said to us but i've never been so terrified in my life <laughs> i was just like that is not my father like and he and he was just and and i think he was welcoming us in i think it didn't <laughs> feel very welcoming but it sounded that way anyways so um so that was the one year that all three of us were together. Jesse got onto Ghost Town Streets, I want to say around 2010, and he auditioned to be a werewolf. And then they said, well, you're the like 10th person or whatever it was that wants to be that. He says, well, you don't have a werewolf maze. So, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and so he was a wolf, but then he created the rooster and when he created the rooster, my dad went from being a dug-up vampire cowboy Bobby. Not, not the haunt cowboy Bobby, but that was just a character cowboy. Names are confusing. Uh, he retired the zombie and then took my brother's mask and became that werewolf. So that's technically my brother's character that my dad adopted, which is cool, though, because then my dad just kept adding things to it. Like he adds a chest, you know, thick pads and everything. So yeah. not only has that wolf been getting a little taller and a little bigger, it's getting to its mega evolution. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, it just keeps getting wilder every <laughs> single year. So, And then Jesse created the rooster. And me watching him when I used to come as a guest is yeah. what made me want to create the bull because I was trying to think what would go good with the rooster. And then, of course, Talia came in after that and she created the hen and uh good old denise our team lead she she coined the phrase bringing the barn back to the farm there it is man that is yeah because me and sammy i think we've seen time and time again endless moments of just all all four of you just would pass by us at least once a night and we just see like endless endless memories and moments of with you guys that would either make us laugh make us wow and like just like really overall just really bring that story to life which we loved um thanks guys and when we finally got to talk to you guys i think at the first uh show we ever went to see your band it was like 
me and Sammy, I think we're we're like the biggest people like geeking out like left and right, like holy shit, like these are the people that we would watch and now they're talking to us like this is like a big thing. It's like meeting it's like meeting a celebrity almost. It's like meeting your heroes, man. It's like we're, this is we're just, just a bunch of rockers just hanging out, man. Yeah, you know, that's all it is. No, and I, and I think that's why me and Sammy just like love doing what we do because not only do we get to meet so many cool people, but we get to really not only outside of what we do, but we get to really just you know talk with them and and you know not have to have a camera on twenty four seven. It's like we get to actually interact with the people and really just hang out and and just be us you know outside of what we do with nights of horror um and, and and it's through nights of horror though that we got to meet so many great people and and continue those friendships going on and keep hanging out with people and keep keeping up with people to see how everybody's doing especially around this tough time i mean i think me and you thrash we text like at least once a week either about what we do in the shadows music or <laughs> something that it's just related to i mean last week i was playing batman and and he he texted me he's like that's one of the greatest batman games i was like yeah i know i haven't played it in so long i'm hitting my head yep. you know what you guys are the rock stars though if you think about it what you, first of all any sort of podcast or any sort of creative platform is not an easy thing to get started and to keep going to let alone get to a hundred your next podcast is going to be number one zero zero and that's a big yeah. feat and and you give a lot of validation to people that are otherwise unbeknownst to, to us doing anything uh dave grohl once said when he was in nirvana i didn't even know that we had made it in a band or as a band until weird al asked to parody one of our songs yeah you know and at that yeah. point you're like but you're nirvana how could you not know that you haven't made it at that point you know exactly it's it's sometimes you find validation through the through the most special of people so thank you guys for doing what you do we try man i mean i think the biggest thing that we do on our channel is we never say no to anything really and that's like usually one of our biggest things it's like a teacher once told me he goes you can never say no to an opportunity even if it's a even if it doesn't benefit you in the future you've learned from the past and he told us a story. He goes, I never said no to an opportunity. Yes, at one point I was homeless, but look at me now. I own my own business. I'm a teacher. I have a family. I have a house. He goes, I'm, I made it. He goes, and I've learned from my mistakes by never you know, saying no to an opportunity because you know what you messed up on for next time, and you know how to keep going forward and, and improve on those mistakes that you've messed up on if, you, if they are mistakes. I think for us the best thing is no matter who we've had on this show, no matter uh, no matter what videos we make, no matter you know who we bring on to the show as well, it's just like it's one of those things where it's like I know, you know, I just want to hear everyone's story. Everyone has a story. You got to give the little guys chances too, because at one point we were those little guys, and you know, very few gave us chances. So we're all about giving any everyone else a chance because, you know, at the end of the day, everyone else just wants to be heard, wants to be wants to be seen, wants to be noticed, and we're, we we provide that platform. For everyone to share their stories and share their, you know, whatever they have to bring to the table to share. And I'm glad we can do that. Well, oftentimes I still feel like the little guy. So, you know. Yeah, you may feel like a little guy, but to us, you're a freaking giant rock star legend, man. Well, the platform boots help. So you got that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you say your favorite part about playing Bo is? Being the bull. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, uh, I often tell, uh, rookies starting out, um, who I, I, I learned this from Sumo. If you guys never got to see him scare or haven't yet heard of the legend that is Sumo, 
Um, he was just a guy I never scared with him, but boy, did he love rookies. Boy, did he make you feel welcome and feel like you were doing a good job. Um, and so whenever I'm talking to new folks, I just sort of take that spirit and I, and I tell them, you know what? You won't get everybody. You won't get every scare. However, the one person that you do get, you might find that, that you are very good at a very particular kind of scare. And I think I finally figured out uh, a lot of what Bo's scare is. Um, and it's funny because uh, a, another coworker during his day job, a friend of his sent him a message and saying, oh, there was this guy that I saw and he scared the shit out of me and, and he wasn't even doing anything. And then he sent me the picture that she sent him and it was a Bo standing <laughs> somewhere just staring them down. And, and for me, that's my favorite part because it sounds like I'm doing nothing. But I got to tell you guys, doing nothing in that costume hurts. Yeah. It, uh, it, it is so heavy. It's, it's around 35 plus pounds, you know, yeah. which isn't like a ton. I, I know there's heavier costumes. Um, but I mean... When I'm moving, I feel good. But when I stand still, suddenly the whole thing just starts to, you know? And I mean, there's, there's more, there's a thousand ways to do nothing. Because right now, this is nothing. Yep. This is also nothing. This is also nothing. You know? So, so whatever it is that I'm figuring out to be this intimidating, imposing figure, especially when you see a person walking toward you, but then they just stop like 20 feet from you and then you just stare them down you know they're ex creating tension is probably one of my favorite things that i get to do out there because even if i don't get the pop scare and if i don't get the the loud scare that's that's kind of where the chickens come in you know it's like oh, they're yeah. like they're like raptors that's when the attack comes not from the front but from the side yep the other two raptors didn't even know we're there you know so like <laughs> cue the Jurassic love, Park music when that happens <laughs> yeah yeah man that I love I love that kind of tag team I love being there to support another person's scare and creating atmosphere and tension is my thing you yeah. know that was, that was definitely something that we saw a lot in uh, Kmart Alley when we would sit there on our bench uh just watching you guys every night. And that, that's why I say, like, we had a lot of fond memories in that alley, man, because it came to a point where, like, almost every scare actor would literally look our way real quick just to make sure that we were there and then keep walking. And it was, like, <laughs> one of those things where it's, like, we were just waving, like, yeah, we're, we're still here. We're just chilling. Um, I think we liked that alley so much, though, it's because there was not a lot of people that would come through there, except, like, on a busy, busy night. But... It was a fact that like we had our own kind of like little corner and we had like a really good front row seat to see everything when people would come through. And we saw – I think one of my favorite memories that I saw with you is when you got into it with Merrick. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you said that because, you know, we're always trying to talk about coverage. Um our, our leads are very big on making sure that the blanket of the, cause we got a big scare zone yeah. and we do have the most monsters, but we want to make sure that, that every corner feels like it's like it's full. Whenever I'm tag teaming with different people, I, I didn't have like one set of people I ran with, especially this last year, you know, um, each person moves very differently. So I sort of follow them. 
But I know that when I'm running with my family, we always try to, we move until we find a spot where there's nobody. And then we'll hang there for a bit. And then if other people sort of show up and then they start hanging out, we're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's move on somewhere else now that they're living here. Um, and, and Merrick is fantastic. Uh, I've known him for years now, um, but we only really worked together over the last few years in Ghost Town together. And the thing is, you kind of wish you could have a great interaction with every monster. Yeah. Um, but there are some of my closest friends outside that when one or two of them we scared together, didn't work. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I, can't, I can't forget the beautiful Rissy. You know, one night my brother was out and her brother was out. So we decided to run together. Uh, Calamity and 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 Bo didn't quite make sense. The 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 oil and water—they're great on their own, but there was something that just wasn't the style wasn't clicking, you know. Yeah. And and not that she isn't already one of the most talented people that exists out there in anything that she does. Um, and not that I wasn't trying; it just doesn't happen. Merrick and I have only had three interactions over the entire course and and the first year that we were together nothing yeah Se- second year one third this last year two so you you just happen to see one of them and i have to my hat goes off to him continually because not only is he one of our finest veterans not only is he the exemplary example of getting into character uh but he also is one of those people that I absolutely trust out there as an employee, as my coworker. Yeah. There's not a single moment that I haven't interacted with him where I didn't feel comfortable or I didn't feel safe, even though from what I hear from everybody else, <laughs> apparently it was really terrifying to watch. So. <laughs> um, well, I got it on camera, so there's that. I would love to see it. Oh so my we got, God. we got, we got some, we got some that. I will definitely send that your way. I'll, I'll look for it tonight, oh, and I will cool. definitely send that your way. I, I did get it on camera because that was one of those moments where Sammy and I, Sammy and I have this like kind of psychic connection when we're at something where we just look at each other and then we just know, okay, we got to film this. And so that was one of those moments where he just looked at me and then I looked at him and I was like, all right, here I go. And uh, yeah, I, I got it on camera. That was that's one of the things that we use a lot in, in, in a lot of the scary farm compilations is because that was one of the probably best things I caught on camera uh, that year uh, for Scary Farm. I'm and I'm glad so glad you that guys I did. did because that is exactly what happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yep. And I kind of don't know which one is which, but that's. Yeah, yeah. I st- I still get chills thinking about it, you know, cuz like it might be seen Instagram tonight then maybe. <laughs> oh no way. Okay. All right, cool. Cool. All righty. Yeah, no. I, and I I think that's one of my favorite memories and I know Sammy and I we would just sit there and just watch everyone do their thing, man. And and every now and then we had that little of course interaction with people which was really fun, but most of the time, most of the night either Sammy and I would have our sipper cups or our funnel cakes and we would just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. <laughs> Ain't that right, Sam boy? <laughs> oh, definitely. I think one of my other favorite things was always that the right before uh, the event was about to open, and you heard gunshots, um, and then you got to see the monsters approaching. Um, one of my favorite times is 
you were coming down um, Fog Alley, and you had your pitchfork up, and you were just leading the charge. I was like, this is completely terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, what goes into you getting into character every night? Um, you know, it's funny. Some people need a ritual to get into character. Me, I can literally just be sitting to you talking one moment, but the second I step beyond that gate on stage, it's just on. Yep. I don't need to, like, drink a glass of milk and pray to the cow gods, you know? Like, <laughs> pray to Tauros, you know? It's, 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 <laughs> it's not that thing, you know? Because we're all just there, and, and I don't want to give too many of the backstage of what everybody else is doing, because everyone does different things. But we're, we're a pretty tight-knit, especially this last year. G- yeah. GTS was just... Uh, but um, there's something about your cue and waiting, and I got to say, guys... Even if I feel exhausted, if I've done a full day prior to that, or even if I just don't feel like I'm in it, or 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 the costume is just not, I'm like, I'm not gelling with you today. What's wrong, man? If it's fighting me spiritually or whatever it might be, when you walk down that street and I hear your cheers and your screams and everybody like, ah! I'm great after that, man. All of a sudden, it's like, you know, and then we're there. So, um, and 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 Denise has got a, a very particular staging that she does, you know, as far as the silhouette, the outline, you know, of of characters. And I remember the year that she put me right behind the bride. I was like, <laughs> you know, like she's she's like, you know, like way down there, and I'm like looking down, and it's just like. She got this, it's this, the juxtaposition of this white silhouette with this glowing uh, candle next to this big dark thing with this big old pitchfork. Um, it definitely does a lot for the perspective and the dynamic. And actually, as I'm looking around, giving away my little secrets, when we get up to the line, you'll notice that I kind of stop and then let everybody else kind of go a little bit past me. So that way I'm just behind. There's a couple reasons for that. One, one of them is when, you know, they finally release everybody, you know, that way you can just do this big, you know, like, like. Yeah, I've seen it. I, it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, yeah. Someone, was it Trisha? Jane? Who, someone took a really nice photo of right the moment when everyone started to run. And I and you can barely see the the silhouette through the fog, but you just see like the the bull back there with that pitchfork. And I was like, oh man, you know, I, I almost feel like it's like something from like you know ancient Greek. You know, <laughs> this is Sparta. Yeah, three hundred <laughs> calico or something. You know, so yeah, that's just that's all I need is. I think I'm in this business to entertain other people and give you an escape from your day job or your regular life or, or just from reality, whatever that may be. That's why storytellers exist. That uh, exist. That's why artists uh, put out things, not just to feel what we're feeling and put it out, but also when other people connect with it, it, it's, it speaks volumes. And so, I mean, if there was nobody there and some nights there has been nobody there, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know that that why would we be doing it yeah definitely no and i think another one of my favorite moments from you too is when you would uh like midnight or whatever um you would grab your pitchfork and then people would start grabbing it and you guys you would start like a whole walk around ghost town which i thought was cool 
Oh, okay. Um, you mean like like when it when it just went flat? Yeah. yeah. That only happened twice. I'm 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 happy you saw that too because what happened is, um, so we weren't allowed to scare in front of the Origins queue. Yeah. Um, and and it was one of those busy nights where it was hard to like get people to separate. But I've noticed that people separate when they see an unstoppable force. Yep. So all I did with the with the chickens is I put the pitchfork down and then they grabbed either side of it. <laughs> and then we were this wall that all of a sudden people were like, ah! <laughs> you know, and they would like they would they'd start moving the other because they're not going to stop that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're they're, they're they see it and they're just like, no. And um, then then when you see other monsters, you know, and you're like, oh, I come coming down Fog Alley. You know, Gecko turning around, and all of a sudden he's like, ah, you know, and then he he like <laughs> just ducks way under us, yeah. And then, um, then we're like, well, now we have to go over, put it over another monster, and then Otis turning around, yeah, <laughs> you know, which by the way, he doesn't remember doing that. <laughs> which is another strange thing that happens on the street and i i get that a lot with other act uh acts that i do or characters that i do i, I forget half if not pretty much everything of what i do yeah. when i when i'm in it i remember everything i did as that person when i'm not in it it's hard to remember gone like and black came in and just flashed you with their their device okay you have a flashy thing me no i'm not <laughs> playing with you. you have a flashy thing me no <laughs> man dude you you have an amazing haunt career dude and i'm glad uh for the first time last year i mean i've been going to the event for a couple years now but it wasn't until last year that me and sammy actually had that opportunity to actually sit down really kind of you know see everyone and really see everything and you know go to the event multiple nights i think we literally went to the event almost every weekend at least you know, two or three out of the four times it was open throughout the weekend, you know, because we'd flip back and forth between that and Horror Nights, but Knott's was our go-to, and we would hate it when we missed a night at Knott's because we're, we're, we would be at Horror Nights right now, at, you know, in line for something, and all of a sudden, I look at Sammy and be like, man, can you imagine what's going on in Ghost Town right now, and we're fucking missing it? <laughs> like, man, I'm so mad that we're missing Ghost Town right now, man, I want to be there, but um, no, I don't think we've had as much fun as we did at knots last year i think that's why we continue to you know get people on and talk about knots because it really just it, it hit a special place in us this this past year where you know prior to us going to these haunts sammy was like not ready to do any of it and now after this event like to this day sammy's telling me i want to go back i want to go back i like i want to go back like it's just it's part of that thing that's just in our blood now it's just like we want to go back we want to see we want to see everybody have a good time. We want to just sit there and, and relax and, and, and do our thing, you know? Sammy, we were happy I, that I you were that... part of one of the success stories, you know, because my nephew, yeah. you know, uh, our friend Laura, countless people, you know, my not daughter, as well as she, uh, Renee, she, you know, so many people, uh, same boat, you know, they were so afraid to go. And now that they've gone and went, got over that hurdle, it's like, I love this thing. I'm like, yep. I told you you would. <laughs> and I like the yeah. scare. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, I think I think what makes it special to me is uh, once you can get over the, the whole scare element, because, I mean, that's a fun part of it, but I think there's, a, there's so much of a deeper part of it. There's the characters. There's the scenic design. There's the lighting. There's the choices you guys are making each and every night as an actor to really make it an immersive experience. 
Um, and so sometimes I would just find myself there like, yeah, it's kind of scary. And yeah, someone can come over my shoulder at any time and really just scare the poop out of me. Which, which they did. Which they did. Which they did. Clean up on Kmart Alley. Repeat. Clean up on Kmart Alley. Yeah. Yeah. But I think when like I got to just see people really enter into that creative zone, you know, like you said, to as was, you know, as they move from monster to hu- or from human to monster, you know, to forget their day job, forget what's going on in their day to day life, um, and get to see them just really like become something else and get to, to share that creative zone, get into that creative zone. You know, I I've, I'm not super creative, but I do you know find some art um, and enjoy art, really enjoy music and writing and things like that. Um, and so it's really cool to get to see people do their own forms of art on a day-to-day basis. And I think that Personally, was really I think I think you are that creative, if I may interject. You just express it in a very different way, even if it's not in physically tangible things like, you know, an art piece and whatnot. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah, and definitely. We, we just take we, we take a lot of pride in, in what we do and we're glad that you guys eat so much of that up, especially in Ghost Town where it, it started, you know, way back when. Um, and, and I learned this years ago when I first started at Scary Farm. We always have a script for every maze. Even if you guys don't get to see that script, you definitely feel that script, you know? And now more than ever, they're definitely um, plugging that into what we're doing on the streets, especially, and making sure that your backstory is solid. And I love the, the energy or the synergy that happens betwixt all of the other monsters. You know, now we're, we're connecting our backstories and making it a a great big extended universe and not everyone connects with every single person if it doesn't make sense to but even if you guys don't know all of those stories or see we're glad that you as you said you feel them that that makes yeah. me feel like we're doing our our job at least partially right definitely um there's one thing i also want to ask and if i have to cut this out i will but because <laughs> i don't know if, if you were allowed to do it or not but it was really cool when i heard the story and that was uh during ghost town alive uh, I think you. I, I. Who did you play in Ghost Town Alive last year? I'm the Doctor. The uh, doctor. Not not the. He's not British. Uh, doctor. I'm the doc- Doctor. <laughs> doctor Linville Carter is is who I uh, play during the summertime. Um, to answer your question, it's uh, very very rare that you would ever play a different person. There's only one actor to have done that, I believe, in our whole cast and that's cindy mendez if i'm yeah. not mistaken so but yeah i play doc carter it's funny and and from what i've heard in this story that i think someone brought up something of a of a witch related thing of a sarah marshall related thing and you're and you brought up a story folks don't like to talk about that around here <laughs> no. that's it. okay that's it but 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 um so, so uh, I think I've talked about this elsewhere. Um, Ken Parks, our, our VP and director, you know, GTA is his brainchild. Mm-hmm. Um, he always told us when we were first creating it that first year and we're all trying to figure out what to do, he said, and if anything else, guys, lean on the Pekins. And he doesn't literally mean lean on them physically. Mm-hmm. I mean... Remember that they're there. Remember that they're a part of the town and sort of let the guests create what they want to create. Um, GTA's only happened for four years. Would have been its fifth year now, but it'll, it'll come back in 2021. Yeah. Um, you know, everything permitted. 
And you got to think in in all it's almost 50 years of Scary Farm, but, but barely five years of GTA. So we've got some catching up to do as far as people knowing what we are. Yeah. But I'm really excited for more people, especially fans of Haunt, to come and see Ghost Town Alive. Uh, because it's also a lot more interactive, you know, like like you guys. Oh, my goodness. I can only imagine what the Knights of Horror would be, you know, when you visit whatever, whatever your story wants to be. I'm so excited to see what your takeaway is, even if you just observe everything or if you get involved, that's completely up to you. And so because it is designed to be kind of your own journey, there's a lot of people, a lot of guests over the years that just are interested in creepy things. Yep. And so if you get a chance to go, uh, talk to the doctor himself and he'll, and he'll, you know, he's the he's the head of the paranormal society um the calico paranormal society and so if that's a thing that you're interested in he's one of the people that you might want to talk to when you visit you know there's Mm -hmm. different levels to this whole thing for every and there's a place for everybody in calico at any time of year definitely uh actually it's ironic because in 2016 i used to work at knots and i would see you a lot during ghost town alive Um, you look so and you know when i when i saw you saw i'm like no i've seen this guy yeah you know i know i've seen this guy yeah i thought he worked with us well maybe i'm mistaken you know i I used to work i worked for knots in 2016 fresh out of high school i needed a job and i went to the job fair that they had literally right after the day after i graduated ironically what a great way to get hired you know what's funny is thrash now that i'm seeing it me and you are almost like the same guy man like what is going on here uh, you've got a nicer smile, I think, but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I like yeah. I went right after high school. I, I signed up and I got a park services job. I got to work um, all the summer, and then I got to work uh, through Haunt, and then I left in November to get uh, my current job. Um, but I had a really amazing time. I remember actually going out there during Ghost Town Alive, watching you guys interact, and I was just immersed into the story of Ghost Town Alive. I actually have some of the newspapers from that year. Of hey, Ghost great! Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, I, I knew, I think it was like the last day of Ghost Town Alive, and I was like, I gotta get my hands on some of those newspapers. And I actually got my hand on like a, a stack of those newspapers, which was really cool. So, I still have some of those newspapers. Closing day is quite a, is quite a finale. Oh. No, and I, and I would love it because they used to always have, the, of course, um, uh, at least the year, and I think they may still do it, but they used to always choose between who would be the mayor. Um, so the mayoral election was in 1885 yeah. or 2016. 1886, we had uh, an election for sheriff. Okay. Um, and, and it's funny because if it's a four-year term, uh, 1889, which is this summer, would have been technically a mayoral another mayoral election uh there's 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 different things you can sort of you know look at you know i think that our in 1887 it was uh over the deed to calico like who would who would officially uh oh i think i remember that one oh there's there's so much history there that's happened in the last five years i mean 77 77 (laughs) (laughs) no i love it though man i mean i i mean Getting every day to see someone become the mayor was so cool. And I would always – I was the guy that always went for the bad guys because the bad yeah, guys – Now, now wait a second now. The, the Mayfields aren't bad. They're just misunderstood. Just They're misunderstood. our friends just like you are. Oh, yeah, man. I would, I'm, I'm all for them. They got my vote. 
Doc's voice there for you. So <laughs> they they got my vote, man. They got my vote. So transitioning uh, into speaking your... of bad guys, go for it. <laughs> uh, you also play a train bandit. We, we want to talk about that experience. Now wait, wait a second. Bad. Now I was just that, about to transition that, to that. That was your word. Bad. That 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 was not my word. Your honor. I no. I don't want to talk to him either. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my main designation at the park. Um, in fact, during, during the, uh, regular part of the year, you know, after Scary Farm, I thought it was only supposed to be a, a, a seasonal job, but then they said, we'd like to keep you on if you want to stay. And so I said, sure. So, which by the way, starting during Scary Farm, you know, as an usher at 17, turning 18 in the month of October, uh, and then having like a week or two off and then coming back to the Schultz Theater in daylight and strollers. Oh, man. As far I was like, what is this? <laughs> uh, well, well, well. Even though I see a lot more strollers at Scary Farm these days and I have mixed feelings about that. But that's a that's another conversation for another time. But I was an usher for two years, and then I heard about train band and auditions on my third year working at Knotts, and um, then I became a train bandit. And so when I came back for Ghost Town Alive, which I also thought was supposed to only be a summer gig, they offered me my old position back to stay nice. on the books. And I was working several jobs until then, until I just recently decided I'm just going to focus on not so I can dig into my freelance deeper. So, yeah, but you can see Thorne running around with his brother Renegade out there on the train. Um, and uh, that's a strange little honor to get to play a brother with my brother because we don't actually get to do that all yeah. the time. So... And also, it's a really fun tradition that the bandits, you know, they've been there for so long, you know, since the railroad was put in. And, and uh, to know that I'm part of this legacy that has countless people who have gone in there, you know, and told you to get your hands up in the air. So um, yeah. I know it's it's a silly little thing, but I call I call the bandits the princesses of Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> Because you have your it. park characters, you know, and, and the Peanuts gang and the kids and Snoopy are 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 so much fun, you know, interact with. It's just like visiting Mickey and friends. Yep. You go to Disneyland, but but when it comes to the the princes, the princesses, you know, um, we're kind of the equivalent to that. The bandits, you know, we're there yeah. on the street. You can talk to us, have a conversation. As opposed to just a, a hug and a photo, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, some people get really deep into it. You know, I've got kids that call call him Uncle Thorn, you know, mm-hmm. um, and they they've got their own mini story that they've got going on with us. That that uh, oops, <laughs> <laughs> that uh, they've created, and it's um, again, it's it's all designed around whatever you are all into. So. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think that's I think that's one thing unique about um, Knott's Berry Farm is, of course, that train ride, and then you get, of course, the the bandits coming in and just having fun with not only you know themselves but with the guests as well, interacting with the guests and and you know talking with the guests and you know trying to get something out of the guests and all that, which I really think is you don't really you don't see that a lot of places. You don't like I think Knott's Berry Farm is really the only thing in California that does that. 
you know, like to my knowledge, at least like, I don't see that at a lot of places. Yeah, we, um, uh, we, we are America's first theme park and people yes. often forget that we, it was sort of a happy accident, how we became that way. And I won't bore you with that because I, Oh, that's another thing I do. I teach in the schoolhouse yes. at, for ghost on operations as well as other things. But if you ever visit me in the schoolhouse then I can give you that whole, what I call the history lesson. But I mean, we really are the first of many. We're the first to do the theme park. We're the first to do a haunt. We're the first to do so many things, you know? Um, nope. So, no, Zombie, where'd you go? He's here still. I think he muted something. I think he was trying to fix something. But he's still here. I, I see his little icon. He's buying something on eBay right now. Yep. There no, he is. I would text my sister back. No, yes, yes, your sister. How is your sister? <laughs> She's great. Cool. Good old Celine. She actually came with us one night at Haunt, and we had so much fun with her. She uh, was terrified of all the clowns and, and Carnival, which I thought was hilarious. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. yeah. And, uh, and again, there's there's something for everybody. Heck, even yep. I've got my things that I still get freaked out about. You know, Definitely. Yeah, no. So you've had an, ex- an amazing career at Knott's, man, and, and you've, you've been there since, like, since high school, and you've, you've done so many great roles from Haunt to Daytime Operations. Now we, we we're gonna turn to your music side, man. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the band, man. Because me and Sammy have seen you guys twice, um, and we've had an amazing time at both shows. Regardless, you know, I mean, what day it is or not, I mean, we, we will literally go. And if we have to wake up for the work the next day, we don't care because we know we had a great time the night before. So, talk to us a little bit about the band, man. Oh, oh man. Um... Gosh, how do, uh, let's rather than than bore you with my entire guitar playing, let's just talk about reminisce. Um, my mom uh, was asking how my band was doing, getting together, and it was a very slow process. Um, but uh, she asked if we could get it together by my dad's sixty fourth birthday. Nice, he's a huge Beatles fan, so nice. we thought we could have a when I'm sixty four themed party. Um, now initially it was me, uh, my buddy Don and my other friend, Daniel, uh, Daniel, um, I think someone actually stole his keyboard when he was in college, you know, and it just commandeered it and didn't give it back. And, and he's a phenomenal musician and actor. He's a phenomenal player. Um, he, I think he just got a little bit more interested in, in not being in school and coming back home and, you know. Uh, playing board games with friends and it's totally valid you know um and then we were looking for a bassist and it was don who actually gave my brother uh how to play bass dvd at a christmas party one year at our at our buddy adnan's place and then um my brother's like are you trying to tell me something and don just goes join us (laughs) you know like he's evil dead or something and my brother had a bass, you know, in high school, and he, he sort of dabbled in it, but then he really started to dig into it. I'm like, I think I have my bassist. I'm playing with my brother. That's insane. That's awesome. Because we've done shows together, and we've written together, and he's been my writing partner, and he's co-directed things with me, but here he was doing yet another thing. He knows no limits to what he can do. Yeah. Uh, and so then we were looking for a drummer, and I remember um, my dad's friend Ray actually saying um, that he would love to drum for us. And 
he actually brought that up um, at the services after my grandmother's funeral several years ago. But my mind wasn't really thinking about playing at that moment because we're all sort of sad and we're in mourning. But right. then I, it, it, it was pinned in the back of my head that when we said, hey, let's see if we can do something by the time, you know, for dad's party, you know, then I, I called him and I said, hey, would you be interested in playing? And he goes, I would love to play with you guys, <laughs> you know? And so then I asked my buddy Jeff, who I went to school with to play keyboard and he's phenomenal because he played piano for some shows that I directed, but I never thought to ask him if he wanted to play in a band. Yeah. And he's like the secret sauce, you know? So we had one show in 2017, didn't have another show until 2018 at that same venue. Um, and then out of the blue in December, of 20 uh or was it 2018 2019 yeah my brain's all over the place sorry so this december 2019 we got a message from chain reaction asking if we wanted to play i don't even know how they found our band page but that is what social media is for my friends yep. you know so you can be found so you can be connected with so you know uh, and i and i sent a message out to everybody and they said sure we'd love to do it except ray our drummer uh, has a full-time job, you know, um, and, and he said, I'm on call at weekend, guys. I said, that's okay. I think let's, let's think about who we can find to do a stand-in. And I remember meeting Miss Jackie, this past haunt. <laughs> and I remember her saying something about, like, yeah, I drum. And I was like, ah. It was like, you know, you hear the song music. I'm remembering, yes, yeah. So gave her a call or message i forget exactly how it went and 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 she said she would do the one show with us and our buddy don is actually moving to arizona so he wasn't going to be playing with the band anymore so we asked our other friend nathan who sat in with a couple songs from us before if he wanted to play and then he said sure so we did that first chain reaction show and y'all seemed to like it <laughs> and they offered us another one. So then we did that second one. And after the second one, we actually, uh, me, Jesse, and Jeff asked uh, Jackie and Nathan if they wanted to be permanent fixtures in the band. Nice. And uh, we told them it's a big decision. Um, you know, take your time with it. And then Nathan was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I'm definitely gonna need some, some, some time to think about. Okay, uh, I thought about it. Yes, <laughs> and we looked at. We're like, okay, we're like Jackie. How, uh, how are you feeling about? And she just goes, "Yep, there's that face." I know. Yeah, and, that, and then so we're like, okay, like we got a band, and then we were offered a show at House of Blues, March twentieth, twenty twenty. Let's not harp too much on about what's happened there. However, I can give you some good news. Our promoter, when he called me and he told us that it was getting canceled, he was more upset than I was. Yeah. And he was saying like, oh, man, I, I was telling him, you can't do this because it didn't even come from House of Blues. It came from Live Nation. And he yeah. had a direct call with them. And then but he was saying, oh, I was I was so excited for this lineup that we had. Oh, you guys were going to be so amazing. And then he goes on to say, but I'll tell you what. As soon as we can, uh, I want to move that exact bill that I had into another show. And I was like, we're down. 
you know? Yeah. So whenever the the world continues, uh, believe me, you guys will get your invitation. Uh, and hey, you know what? We should. We, I think you sent us a message about videography. We should see if we can't get some sort of. I did. I had told. I had sent you a message saying, "Listen, these these. I mean, you guys do a really good job, and I would love to catch this stuff on video. So you guys have like not only your concerts on video, but you have your memories you can share on on you know Facebook, you know Instagram, any 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 social media platform ever." And not not only that, but you have memories to look back on. You know what I mean? So it's like something to look back on and like, oh, yeah, I remember when we played this song. That was fun. And I remember the crowd's reaction. So, yeah, that's something that uh, I I talked to you about. And and, uh, hopefully that when stuff gets back to normal, we can start doing that again um, and seeing how we can all accomplish it, man. Because I really want to I really want to do stuff for you guys and help you guys out. As a I would absolutely be honored to have you guys do that, you know, because and, and here's the other thing too, guy. for anybody out there that's doing any of, the, of these creative platforms, just keep growing your web because I've got my buddy Derek, um, you know, and uh, and and uh, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, they uh, these two friends of ours, they they've also done video recording for us, but they're also pretty busy on their own doing Mm -hmm. all sorts of different things. The more people you have in your network, the better off you're going to be. Same with our photographers, you know, Shelly, Laura, uh, even Trisha came, you know, to get some shots for us. Uh, the more we can just keep growing that web, the better it's going to be. We would love to have you as part of the uh, the Reminisce family. Under we our would, umbrella, so we would be honored to be part of it, man. I mean, we're, we came as fans, and you know that first show, you blew me away. I mean, when I heard such so many great hits, I mean, and then when you did at the end when you guys went full blown punk with with Brohem and and Last Caress and then the Ramones. And, <laughs> like, I remember, I, I mean, with Brohem, I mean, I always have just a special connection with that because, you know, seeing Pennywise in concert, like, that atmosphere of, of people screaming that song and then just, like, you know, ha- and bringing that atmosphere to your guys' show, and it's, like, it was such a freaking fun time for us. And, I mean, then the last show when you guys did TV themes, you guys did Buffy and and Power Rangers and all that fun stuff. And I was like, man, this makes me want to go back and watch Buffy. And that's literally what I've been doing like the, during quarantine is watching Buffy because of you guys. Yes! So it's like, so it's like you guys you guys have been freaking – every time we've gone, we've had a great time. We, we, we get to connect with our friends on, on top of that to say hi to everyone. We, have an, we always have a, like an awesome – little tailgate party out in the parking lot before you guys go on um and we we also discover some awesome uh, acts as well um that is so I, I think... awesome to hear you say because i'm i'm when we when we created this you know i that was my vision for the band is that you guys would hear a song that you haven't heard in a while or or for lack of a better term reminisce about it and in fact uh the band name was uh coined by my brother actually um he because i had the idea and the only name that i could come up with was like nostalgica you know uh not a very good band name but it it sort of said the idea of what i wanted to be and then jesse came up with reminisce and uh then i drew a logo for it and it's been all downhill ever since then or uphill rather no we've been very very fortunate and and very very lucky um that we've had what we've had because because wow it's it's wild man no it's 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 always a fun time and i can speak for both me and sammy we always have a great time 
uh, going to those shows. Uh, like I said, whether it be on a freaking weekday or not, I mean, waking up for work the next day, who cares? Because I know I had an amazing time the night before, and it was all worth it. At least that's what, that's what I think, man. I mean, that's I always that's what that's the same thing for Haunt last year, man. I mean, I have to wake up at like 5:30 a.m. every day uh, when we went on a weekday, but I would stay till like one or two in the morning just because I didn't want to leave. <laughs> and don't. No. Yeah. Very spread my ashes there, man. Uh, I'm actually working on a b- believe it or not, I'm staring at my new pedal board that I'm creating. I may not be playing a show anytime soon, but uh, let me just tell you, I'm I'm super excited for you guys to hear our House of Blues set. Yeah, when it happens, I'm excited, man. I love listening. I love you guys. Always throw on some great sets, man. And like I said, you always throw on those flashback songs that I haven't heard in a while, or there there sometimes even fortunate songs I never even heard, and I'm just like, fuck, that was that's a great song. I'm gonna add that to my playlist right now so mission accomplished man i i i have reached zen and i'm <laughs> okay so yeah man so definitely go follow them on what's your guys's instagram so everybody knows so we can get we can get more get you guys more followers man oh thanks um reminisce the band there it just, is man no will, spaces no i will leave it dashes. in the bio below so you guys can check that out on instagram Definitely go follow them. Be aware when they get back and doing shows again because those are fun times you don't want to miss, man. It's just fun with being with everybody, you know, leaving all the bullshit outside the door and just coming in and, and hanging out with everybody and just having a good time. That's basically – There really needs to be more of that in, in our society in general. I think yeah. it's really easy to get bogged down with all of the uh, negativity that kind of floats around there. But I, I sincerely – as much as some people can be absolutely rude and downright atrocious, I genuinely love people. Yeah. And I sincerely believe that we have the chance and opportunity to just make this society a better place to be. Oh, yeah. You know? So. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. No, and that's the thing I like about after the shows, too, because you go out of your way to talk to every single person that showed up and say thank you and say you know, some very sincere words. And, and that is really cool because you don't see a lot of people do that. Once they, you know, that once they're, they do their, they act and they do their, their show, they're just kind of gone. You know Yeah. I mean? They don't like, even stick around to watch the other bands. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just fired. like, it's just like, it's cool that you do stuff like that, man, because, um, it really is a way to really engage with your audience and, and interact with them. And I, I think that's really cool, man. We need more of that in this world. Well, I don't even think that it's going out of my way. It's just, I want to talk to everybody. I want to, I want to talk to every single person that I can, you know, I'm like, you guys yeah. came out, you know? And I mean, you're already, everybody is already part of our little reminisce family. You're all part of the umbrella. You know, when, yeah. when we posted that little photo up of, you know, like we're on our Facebook, which by the way is reminisce the band. SoCal. I believe, you know, yeah. uh, and the last, I think it's the last post that we had up there with everybody in front of the venue. Yeah. Without you, there is no show, you know? So, I mean, I love chatting with everybody after the show. I'm always a little bummed when some people are like, I gotta leave. I'm like, no, don't leave. Hang out, stay. But Hey, I'm just I'm glad <laughs> that I got to show up. So. After party, yeah. let's go. <laughs> and, it's, and, and I'm glad that I'm somewhat coherent after the show too. I'm trying. Cause I'm riding some sort of like crazy, like high, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. All right. Before we close up shop, Thrash here, we got our hardest question of the day. Oh. So we ask all of our 
every guest on the podcast, we ask this question. It's our hardest question. And I know this one's going to be hard for you because you probably have multiple. But I know okay. this is for you. What is your favorite horror movie? Uh, Halloween. All right, hands down. That was an easy, <laughs> that was an easy answer. Yeah, and you know it's funny too because um, uh, recently on, on, on another page that I just got invited to, somebody asked that and then I put together a collage, you know, and then I put that up on my Instagram story and then my sister and our other friend, AJ Dana and, AJ. you know, Mary, you know, Nicole, they all, they've all been um, just putting up their own little collages of horror movies. And so I had time to think about it. If I have to pick one, it's got to be Halloween, John Carpenter's Halloween with, with Rob Zombie's remake being a very close second because okay. my I am goodness. very glad that you said that because... I get so much shit every time for liking the first Rob Zombie remake of Halloween. I love it, dude. Which I love the backstory it goes more on how he became who he became and and leading up to that. And and the guy who is casted as Loomis, I know you think back, dude, that guy was in freaking Clockwork Orange, man. Malcolm McDowell. In fact, that's what Scout Taylor Compton, who was 17 at the time when she was shooting, I believe, uh, was talking to Tyler Maine and she didn't really know who he was. And he said, you, you need to know who this guy is. And in their trailer, he actually put on a clockwork orange. That was the first thing he put on to say, like, this is who this guy is, you know, introducing him, introducing her to, to so much of his career. Uh, yeah. He's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And Malcolm went on to say some really nice things, too, about Donald Pleasance, Sir Donald Pleasance. He said, somebody asked him, have you ever watched the original? And he said, uh, no. No, I, I, I haven't, and I won't go out of my way to watch it. He, he was one of the finest actors we ever had in our time, and I could not imagine doing anything that would be close to replicating his performance. So if, if it finds me, then I will watch it, but otherwise I, I won't. And I think he said a really important thing there, if it finds me. So many things just find you. Yeah, Hallow- Halloween did just find me you know my my mom got a a one two three vhs box set for my uncle from uh a pick and save when i was like a kid and i remember just seeing this like red and black composite which is actually a shot from halloween six but they had it on the outside of this box set and just the mask looking up and i remember just like what is this you know (laughs) um john carpenter gets asked all the time what is it about this movie? Do you think it's so successful? And he said, I don't know. We were just a bunch of kids with no money and a lot of heart. Yep. And I think that is absolutely crucial if you're going to go into any sort of endeavor, you know? Uh, I feel Rob Zombie also has a lot of similarities to John Carpenter as a person in tone. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so matter-of-fact and just kick back about everything, you know? Yeah. And um, I think I think Rob did some really gritty things and and i'm gonna go a step further not to get too off topic and say that his halloween 2 i love for so many different reasons i i halloween was my favorite franchise to start with because of how kind of real it was yeah but then all of a sudden rob's movie makes it even more real what that's what would happen to a person yeah, that's how they would actually look if they were not in the facility anymore to be cared for or if, you know, they were just living out in the open as some sort of transient, you know, the mask would get 
dingier. It might tear and deteriorate more because it's latex, you know. He's grabbed some other pieces. I still have my revolver magazine that's got Tyler Maine and Rob Zombie on the cover of it. And I remember that's the first time I saw what the new Michael looked like. And I was like, that looks terrifying. <laughs> you know, he he made it even more real. And then now now I go back at every other Halloween and I'm like, who's shaving this guy? Yeah. You know, like just me not you know I, I i love it i i really do love that franchise but that first one i always have a soft spot for the first ones because we oh, yeah. wouldn't have had the answers others if not for that first one you know especially because uh probably most of the budget went to the only song that you comes out in that movie which is don't fear the reaper i'm just kidding <laughs> don't, don't fear the reaper though is probably the, is the only song oh, and mr mr sandman was that two i think that was more two right so that was the second movie it yeah. starts off um, bum, 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 yeah. so it was mostly don't fear the reaper which you really hear is the only kind of title music track that you hear in that i think in that movie yeah because john carpenter has his theme you know yeah i think my favorite all-time Carpenter movies, They Live. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. You've never seen They Live? If you get a oh. chance, if you love Roddy Piper, you'll love They Live. Okay. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Rowdy Roddy Piper, okay. Yeah. Nice. He... That's why you're a wrestling fan, too. Yeah, yeah, I love wrestling. We both love wrestling. Me and this guy watched WrestleMania together, man. We were Skyping from freaking Arizona, and we couldn't get over how great the Undertaker match was and how great the Bray Wyatt match was, man. Like... We just we just loved it so, but I guess that's for that 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 wrestling is for a different podcast. We can yes, because yeah. we can go in from freaking all the way to the golden age to today's era of wrestling. So, but uh, Thrash, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on the show, uh, talk your whole Knotts career, your your band, uh, and just give us a lot of uh, information of who Thrash is, man, because. It's, it's the the man of many talents, man. It's like I, I, I'm I'm glad I've I got to meet and know this person, man, just because of how awesome he is and how cool he is. Like we we relate to a lot of things, and it's it's really cool. Most recently, it's been what we do in the shadows. So you know, fantastic. Which I'm saying it now because I keep running into it. For anybody that's listening who's loving that show and has not watched the movie, please. Yep. Do so because I feel like there's a big thing that you miss in there. You know, watch the short, watch the movie, watch the show in that order. Uh, it's fantastic. It's See, I went backwards. I watched the show and then I watched the movie and then I watched the short. But um, hey, at least you saw them all now. You yeah, got them all it, made, it made sense to me after I watched the movie because there is a certain something in season one that you're going to be like, okay, who are these guys? Watch yeah, the movie. So, you know? a special shout out to my sister. And my brother-in-law, uh, Courtney and Dan, who introduced me to that film a year ago. Because, yeah. um, you know, it even it's one of those movies that, like, if you're having a rough time, put that on and everything's just going to be grand. Especially if you're a Taika Waititi fan. The guy's been blowing up lately with Star Wars and Marvel. Oh, this, my God. This is what he was doing before that, and it's hilarious, man. I know. I was, ha- I was happy when, when, I, um, when I saw Thor Ragnarok, and I was like... Thank goodness, you know, and and now uh, I still need to see Jojo Rabbit. Have it's very good, very it. good, very funny. Uh, and then, but it's got a sad ending. Watch. But it's very funny. It won best yeah, screenplay for a reason. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, not to I mention, love- it's going to be directing a, a Star Wars movie pretty soon, so that's cool. Yes, I saw that. All right. So, again, thank you, Thrash, so much for spending some time with us today, talking about your your whole. Uh, your whole career, 
in, in, in full, and we uh, look forward to uh, talking with you pretty soon, man. It's gonna be gonna be fun, man. Well, you time. know where to find me. Thank you so much again for for everything you guys do. You are the validation that so many of us crazy artists, you know, don't even realize we need. So thank you for being such a positive beacon, not just in these times, but all throughout the year. Keep doing what you're doing. You're fantastic. That's, at that's it. why we're doing these podcasts, man, to get everybody's mind off of what's going on in the world, to give you a platform to come and watch, enjoy people that you know, people that you may not know, and you actually may start following. That's why we're doing this, man. So join us next week, episode 100. <laughs> With uh, Scott Ditterman and Spaz. That's going to be a Ditterman? Ditterman and Spaz. <laughs> nice and Spaz. Awesome. Yes. They're going to be on the show. Ditterman returning again. We might actually – we might have a couple other uh, special guests Uh-oh. for the 100th episode that you haven't seen on the channel oh. for some time. So stay tuned. We shall see. Uh, you shall see. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Follow us on social media, Instagram, at the Knights of Four. Twitter at Knights of Four. Be sure to subscribe and hit that bell notification. Be aware every time we put up a new video. Uh, and that is going to do it. And like I've been saying lately, you guys stay classy. <laughs>